Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Tyler Rocky, Shane Norling in for Black and Abdallah tonight. You're on ESPN 1000, hanging out with you until 8 o'clock. Let's get to some Bears, Shay. We've had an eventful first hour. Very eventful first hour. We had a first hour. <laughs> it, so it had a start. It existed. It had a finish. We were on the air from 6 to 7. And now we are seven. on hour 2. So the Chicago Bears coming off of the 12 to 10 win over the Minnesota Vikings. It was ugly, but it was a win. It was the first divisional win for head coach Matt Eberflus. And this is started. Are you getting scared now that Matt Eberflus maybe has a chance to stick around here in Chicago? I know we've heard all the reports. Courtney Cronin said a little bit about it over the weekend on Best Week Ever uh, with her and Peter Burns. We've heard from Albert Breer, and he's skeptical that Matt Eberflus is going to be brought back. But if you look at a couple of different things now, what was Matt Eberflus brought in here to do? He was the head coach, but he was a head coach with a defensive background. You look at the defense the past couple of weeks, and it looks good. You see guys developing. I thought one of the underlying storylines that didn't get enough pub was Terrell Smith played pretty well at cornerback. And that's a guy who, fifth-year rookie, comes into the system was thrown out there in place of Tyreek Stevenson. I get that the the receivers aren't great on Minnesota without Justin Jefferson, but you still have Jordan Addison out there. You still have K.J. Osborne, who I'm a little bit higher on than I think most people are. There's some talent still in that receiver room for Minnesota, even without Jefferson. And you're seeing guys take steps. Yeah. I mean, even last year. How about Jack Sanborn? That was probably the best story to emerge out of the Bears last year was Jack Sanborn's arrival, and now he's a, been a two-year starter on the team pretty much. You've seen T.J. Edwards look phenomenal this year. His numbers in every category are yeah. better than Roquan Smith's. And he had his best game yes. on Sunday. Had the pick, um, was all over the place. He's the leading tackler in the NFL right now. Like You've they- seen Jalen Johnson mm-hmm. go from good to possibly the best cover corner in football, and that's not an exaggeration. He was the number one rated corner, according to PFF, this past weekend, and that was with a dropped interception. So we're seeing a lot of guys develop. How about the the play that Montez Sweat has had, too? His second seven-pressure game as a Chicago Bear against the Minnesota Vikings results in two sacks. Like The defense is starting to carry its weight now, and now it's up to the offense to keep pace with it. But when you look at what Eberflus has done, are you starting to get worried that he could be your head coach for the Chicago Bears in 2024. And I guess before we get into that, I, I do have to ask you just to, to clarify here. Do you want Eberflus as your head coach in 2024? No. That wasn't very confident of Here's, you. There's two ways to look at this, right? I'm the fire everybody to the sun guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a very low tolerance for coaches who are just clearly terrible. I want them gone. 
Josh McDaniels, the day he got hired in Vegas, I wanted him fired. Mm -hmm. That guy's a joke. Yeah. But then you look at what's going on in Carolina. And you think about David Tepper taking over that team. Ron Rivera was there for two seasons under David Tepper. Got canned. Then they bring in Matt Rule. He was there for two seasons. Got launched. Then they bring in Frank Reich. He was there for 11 games. Got launched. I think there is a little bit of teams are being way too impatient with their head coaches. Good example, look at the Lions. Year one, Dan Campbell, you go three and 13. And then you start year two, one and six, and you're staring down the barrel of a guy you brought in to fix this, and you're sitting at his career, four and 19. And you're going, oh, F. We are screwed. Four and nineteen ain't a whole lot different from six and twenty-two, which was the start for Eberflus. And I just look and go, if this season ends up like you've got winnable games on the schedule the rest of the way, if you find your way to seven or eight games, mm-hmm. am not I not out of the question? Am I that divorced from where I was in the preseason when I said? Seven wins is the floor for me. I'll be unhappy with anything less. And I think you could, in a dream scenario, get to nine. If they scratch and claw their way back to seven after the abysmal start to the year, am I going to look at this and go, launch the coach? If the defense looks the way that it looks right now and you scratch and claw to seven wins, you're keeping him. And he gets to launch Luke Getze out of a cannon like a scapegoat. He gets to send Luke Getzey to Mars. Like the Martian. Go b- grow potatoes. <laughs> Get out. I'm done with him. He's gone. I'm on the other side of that. I think Luke Getzey understands what he has to do. And, and like, I know a lot of people. My one critique of the game plan against the Vikings is that the deep shot never came. I thought a lot of that was being set up for a deep shot to come. And maybe there was it was called and just got blown up. I You'd have to go back and look through it all. Now, you brought up the the Detroit Lions there. Can I counter you with the Denver Broncos and what's happened with them? With Nate Hackett and Sean Payton? Well, even before that, Vance Joseph only got about a year and a half, two years. Um, Vic Fangio and then into Nate Hackett getting launched. And then you bring in Sean Payton, a guy who has had success. And right now, the Broncos... They've been one of the turnaround stories in the NFL, not just from last year to this year, but from this year to this year. We were talking leading into Bears and Broncos of, well, the loser of this game may get the number one overall pick in the draft. And now you look at the Broncos, they're in a position to get a playoff spot. The way that they're playing right now, the coaching situation may present itself. You may be able to go out there and have the chance to get Jim Harbaugh and things line up. So true. if Matt Eberflus can somehow find his way to seven or eight wins, but Jim Harbaugh is on the table, you still have to go out and get the guy that's best for the job. I mean, I know it's a different sport, but we saw it in baseball with the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs had in a, they overachieved this past year, just shy of the playoffs. David Ross, he had had some moments of shakiness. A lot of them, in my opinion, over the course of the last year. And the Cubs did what they needed to do and went out and hired Craig Council. And I think that you're, you could be seeing something this year. Very shaky for Matty Eberflus over the course of yeah, what we've seen absolutely. so far in 2023. 
But if Jim Harbaugh, if that carrot's out there and dangling, I think you have to make a run for it. Here's your problem. Jim Harbaugh might want $12 million a year. And he might want full control of the personnel. I don't have a problem with that. If the Bears don't have a problem with that, we're good. Like, I would go get Jim Harbaugh. And I don't care if he wants full personnel control. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, the Bears are never going for that. Historically, that's not going to happen. Listen, he... They got burned on Wani. He'll get interviewed a lot over the course of this coaching cycle. Correct. I'd imagine he'll have, what, four or five? Did you hear what Adam Schefter said the other day? Seven to ten coaching vacancies he's expecting. bloodbath in the head coaching gig. So here's your issue. Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, these dream guys, they might be out there. And if they are, then, yeah, maybe you do go get them. Does Dan Quinn remake this entire defense and then you got the same growing pains problems he had and it takes another two years maybe like if you're gonna go get a defensive guy anyway well, if you're, maybe i just stick with Eberflus. he's doing that part of his job well if you're gonna go get, i think dan quinn i think he can do the whole job probably better than Eberflus. and like i'd be fine with that and if yeah. harbaugh's out there and you can pay him and he wants to come here yeah now here's I'm, what you're doing I'm with dan bringing quinn. him in if you're bringing in dan quinn that's all for justin fields correct and it may be all for Justin Fields anyway. Yeah, it might be. And this is the kind of the point for me is like the biggest problem I think we have in this town with this team is for what seems like a decade plus, the quarterback, head coach, and uh, GM, GM are never married. It's never aligned. Mm-hmm. No matter what Someone's you do. Someone's a stepchild somewhere. No matter what you do, as long as Ryan Poles is in place, or even if you bomb him out and get a new GM, those three things can be aligned this offseason no matter what. Like, you could keep Poles and Eberflus in place, bomb out the quarterback. They could all three stay. Well, guess what? Now you are married. Now you've made your choice. So then it becomes your guy. Like, I think no matter what happens, at least we will be in a position where that's the case. I think my worry is, like, you look around this league, and everybody likes the hot name Ben Johnson, Mm -hmm. Lions OC. I love him. I'd hire him. There's going to be ten teams trying. Yeah. Best of luck. You got to win the sweepstakes. Now, that's going to be every hot coordinator out there. You've got nine other teams that you're going to get into a bidding war with. I do think the Bears have a leg if you're willing to pony up the money. The Bears have a leg up on almost every other coaching situation out there if there were to be a vacancy here. You have a quarterback in place that you could stick with. In all likelihood, you're going to have the number one overall pick, and you can go draft a guy. You're also probably going to have another top five to seven pick. So, okay, maybe you don't draft the top guy, but maybe you get guy three or four. Like You'll have the ability to draft yeah. a quarterback, and you still have a ton of cap space to work with. There's a lot of creativity that whatever coach that comes in here can work with Ryan Poles with to mold the roster to their liking. There's a lot of flexibility. You've got draft capital. You can go trade back and maybe get more picks as well. Like, there's a lot that that you can do. And that's why I think, and just the fact that it is the Chicago Bears, this is a huge, rabid football market. All of it adds up that this is the destination. Yeah, I think, like, let me be clear. I don't, I don't like Matt Eberflus as a head coach. I don't. Mm -hmm. Today, like on November 29th, I would fire him. Enough. But he's, he has an opportunity right now with the way this defense is playing and the schedule to sell himself as the future head coach. To do what Dan Campbell did. 
Because I want people to really hear this. I know Dan Campbell now is the hot celebrity everybody loves. Dan Campbell a year ago was a clown. And everybody was saying it. Like like Cap, credit. Mm -hmm. Cap was on saying, I love that guy no matter what. One in six he was saying it. People in Detroit and people nationally were like, oh, you're really biting kneecaps. You're 4-19. Mm-hmm. You're terrible. And it took a turnaround. If the Bears get that turnaround, it's going to be very hard to dismiss this guy. And that's where I, it's, it's tough because you ask me if I'm worried about it. Yes and no. Because, like, I don't want him back. I don't think he's good. But at the same time, if he finishes this and they turn around and the defense is playing the way it is, you gotta bring him back. But okay, let's say let's say this team finishes with seven wins, seven and ten, but a lot of these wins down the road look like what they did on Monday night. Ugly games won by the defense. I think you can bring him back, you can launch Luke Getze, and you can draft a quarterback. I'm not with you on the Getze thing. Here's my issue. I get it that the like built in excuse for Getze is they don't trust the quarterback, they don't want him throwing the ball, so they're running screens. I don't like that he doesn't run slants. Sorry, you're playing a blitz-heavy team. Let's get the ball over the middle. You've got linebackers firing. There's open space. We don't have to run screens that much. The other problem, every screen looks the exact same. You are doing nothing no, to catch the defense I wouldn't say off that. guard. I wouldn't say that. You see guys in motion on some of these screens. You see your standard bubble and tunnel screens. Like I, I don't but think everything so looks the same. many standard, like... Just outside wide receiver screens. It's hot, like, just a couple times. Can we do it with a halfback slipping out? Can we get Rose They did try out? that. Not as often, though. And they didn't. it didn't feel like they were breaking tendencies. I think part of that, too, was uh, things weren't executed properly by players as well. well. I think part of it, too, is you, you don't have a center. Like, you don't have yeah. an offensive mm-hmm. line that understands the protections because you literally have guards playing center. I think that's been a huge issue. And so you can let Getsy off the hook a little bit, but dude, he's done a bad job. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are you afraid that Matt Eberflus could be back if the Bears continue to play games like they did on Monday night, where the defense dominates and maybe you squeak out a few wins and find your way at seven? Or is there a magic number for you where if the Bears reach that number, he has to be back? We'll discuss all that. Tyler Rocky, Shane Rolling in for Black and Abdallah tonight. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Rocky and Shay Norling in for Black and Abdallah tonight. They are out at the Binnie's event with Few Whiskey. By the way, Twitch and YouTube brought to you by Few Whiskey. Fortune fancies the bowl. Let's check in with Chris Black out at Binnie's in Lincoln Park. What's going on, Black? What the hell did you guys do to our show? No idea, man. What, is, what no has been going on tonight? We're, we're having a good time. We've unveiled some things about Justin. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm having people come up to me asking me what's going on. Can I can I step in? Can I help out with the situation? First of all, Justin, Friendsgiving after Thanksgiving, that's completely effed. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the call out. It's Get true. Him, Get him. 
And then I, I know that uh, my partner in crime called in at the start of your show. I, he couldn't let you guys go for more than 10 minutes before he had to step in and, and join the conversation. Dude, we're like uh, the little we, kid on the bike, and we're starting to learn without the training wheels, and we were starting to tip. All right. Well, uh, listen, I, I have tr- I have faith in you guys. Uh, you're doing food stuff. I, I don't know what that's about, but uh, here's the thing. I know this about Justin, that he doesn't eat pizza. We ordered a pizza at our last event, and he wanted nothing to do with it because he's going to eat a quesadilla in the corner. So I don't My know. He likes quesadilla. four quesadillas, but he doesn't want to try pizza. So how did it go? Did you guys do the pizza bit? We did. We had ketchup on pizza. In Chris, honor of Jeremy Sohan. Chris, Pottinger yeah. picked up his slice of pizza, and <laughs> yeah. he asked if it's okay if he ate the crust first. He was going backwards. <laughs> what, what, what the hell? The train was in reverse. <laughs> Chris. I had he two was, slices, Chris. I had two, or one and, a, one and a fourth. He was eating the pizza backwards. <laughs> It was how, how do you how do you do that? How do you eat pizza backwards? Dude, I, just, I, like the crust I looked never good. Even, <laughs> I never, I've never even seen it was a before. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. I'm a rookie. All right, have fun. So how, how was? Why did this come up? Why, why are you trying pizza and ketchup? What's the deal here? Because Jeremy Sohan from the San Antonio Spurs grossed yeah. out his teammates with it. Oh. So we were trying to see. All right. We're trying to see it. What, what was up with it? Uh, yeah, oh, oh, all right, he says. Like, you guys didn't just do the McDonald's bit a week ago. <laughs> oh, 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 Every time no, something's happening here, you two eight. are trying it. No, I guess to my point is, like, have you never had, like, a situation where you have fries or tater tots, and then on your plate you have pizza, and then, like, some of the crust gets dipped into the ketchup accidentally, and you just go for it. Like I don't, I don't think it's that strange. When, when are you eating pizza? No, with but a this side is like fries? drizzled. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. If you like drizzle, go for it, man. I don't know. I got to tell you, it, it was nothing to write home about, bad or good. It was just was very neutral. Was there, yeah. I don't know why anybody would make a point of doing it. It just it seems like extra work. There's nothing to. You're putting tomato-based ketchup on a pizza. That's covered yeah. in tomato sauce. Yeah, just a little extra sugar. It's not that big of a deal. All right, next up on my list. Shay, what did you do to the song of the night? <laughs> I'm a freak is what I did to the song of the night. I So I, I, I don't have Spotify. I get very jealous this time of year seeing everybody's Spotify rap. Wow, hold on. That's weirder than the pizza thing with Justin. So no, listen, how do you not song have of the Spotify? Night. Because I'm on like an Apple Music family plan, so I don't have to pay for it. So I just use that. <laughs> I will say, you want to know what's weirder? What? I have a friend that still uses Napster. That's, I don't even want to talk about that. Actually, I, I, don't even know, I don't even know what that is. I had, I had Chinese food last night on the other side of the fortune cookies. It gave you like a code for a free three-month trial to Napster. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so, Chris, I had Apple Music Replay, which is terrible, by the way. Like, you go through. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Apple, up your game. You go through this, and it's a joke. Now, I don't listen to a lot of music on my own anyway. My wife's usually, like, the DJ in the house. If we're in the car, we're listening to her Spotify. Typically, it's her stuff. So I don't use Apple Music a ton. My top-played song of the year was Can You Hear the Music from the Oppenheimer Score. And so we used it for Song of the Night Dear because I, I thought to embarrass myself. What in the hell? That's what's what happening on your on? show this evening. <laughs> so, so you just played like a score from Oppenheimer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Solid 100 seconds. You want to hear it? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I, Chris didn't like the movie. No, I, I like the movie. I just don't know if I ever need to sit through it again. It was very good, you. though. I'll give you that. Also had one of the most unserious scenes in cinematic history as well. 
what the guy saying naked in the the in the the chair. No, no, no. Listen, that was serious. The person who hit the button can't happen. Can't happen. (laughs) If if you if you're a child of like the early two thousands or late nineties, like it can't happen. You got to be better than that. All right. Well, okay. So so it sounds like the show is uh, doing well tonight. You know, note who is a uh, loyal listener to the program, and he's always in the Twitch. Uh, he just walked into Finney's as you guys are bringing me onto the show, and I go, "How's it going?" He goes, "I was just listening. It's never sounded better." <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, take that. We have we have one parting question for you. Do yeah. you drink a glass of milk? Would I drink a glass of do milk? You, do you ever just drink a glass of milk? Yeah. Oh God, no. What? That's What's old. the problem? <laughs> no. What, I, what am I, a child? It's, it's, no, milk? you're something else. It's not. So, <laughs> Kevin, would you like to inform Chris Black what he is? No, what he's not. What he's not. I told Shay that drinking milk is for kittens and perverts only. <laughs> I agree. No, come on, man. There's nothing <laughs> who, wrong, who, who there's nothing wrong with a glass of milk. About the age of, like, seven. What's the like, issue? What are you doing? It's good. What's the problem? Yeah, it's good. Shay, what is wrong with you, man? Shave, you, you might as well shave that beard and just keep a creepy mustache, all right? Because that's where you're at right now. Yeah, I'm going to buy a, uh, a van, too. I'm going to buy an so old, you like, go, Chevy You go around van. town ordering milk? No, and what are you, out of nice your mind? Drink? Yeah, he goes you to nice I... restaurants <laughs> instead of getting a, getting, a drink. I get a seat at a glass of milk. A clockwork orange? I get a seat at Chicago Cut, and I'm asking for a glass of milk. Are you insane? I get a bottle of Prairie Farms. No, it's if I'm at home, I'll pour myself a glass of milk once in a while. I don't see the issue. For what, a meal? It's not going to quench your thirst. No, just like before bed, dude. Like like I'm sitting down before with bed. my steak oh my and a God. glass of milk. <laughs> What's the problem? Dude, you can't be serious with this. I don't see the that, issue. That's a shot or no shot and a deal breaker Ooh. all at once. I don't see the problem all at all. All at I don't see the problem at all. It's unbelievable. You, uh, Cappy's you inside. I, I had a nice convo with Cappy. Pretty oh. good. Hanging out, drinking whiskey, having a great time. All right. Well, best of luck to you and Abdallah again. <laughs> All right. Take it home again. Thank you. We're, we're trying. Uh, apparently, there is one of the selections that everyone is saying is the best one. Oh, okay. So I don't remember if that was ours or not. Like, I, I'm not good enough at tasting stuff to, to realize that. So there is one that like everyone is saying is the favorite. So we'll see if we can bring it home. We're going to be here until eight thirty. Awesome. So if you're in the area, you want to stop by Benny's, come have some uh, few whiskey. There's food. We're having a great time. Awesome, Benny's cool. in Lincoln Park. Go check out the yep. guys. All right, thanks, Chris. Oh. Best All right. of luck. Don't don't have any night milk. Okay, go Shay, check that, out the that's guys. Disgusting. Oh, <laughs> oh coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> There's Chris Black. Go hang out with everyone over at Benny's in Lincoln Park. All right, so we were talking a little bit of Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus, Chicago Bears. And if you are afraid that Matt Eberflus could be back next season and the way that the defense has played, Matt Eberflus can get in the room with Kevin Warren with George McCaskey and say, look at the way the defense has been. This is my calling card. Not only am I a defensive head coach, but I have had to take over defensive play calling. And that's pretty much when we saw the turn, Yep, too, with the defense is when Matt Eberflus was the one who sort of took over the defense 
and began to mold it into his own, became the defensive play caller after Allen Williams resigned earlier in the in the season. This is also like kind of a historically patient place relative to like the Panthers and other like you're not yeah. the Steelers, but you also don't have the stability the Steelers have had. Mm-hmm. You haven't I had just, success either. There's a really good example in division of a team that easily could have fired a head coach and since they decided not to do that, they're what? Fourteen and five. So like there's there are examples of patience playing off, and now we're starting to see some results on the field of what he's been doing. And it's starting to work. I just, I'm getting a little nervous. He can set that resume down at the end of the year. Go, tell me the defense wasn't good. And especially if, like, you look at the record for Matt Eberflus, and it is atrocious. You're four and eight this year, coming off a three and 14 last year. That brings you up to seven and 22 as a career. But I think they're taking year one off the resume. Yeah, I think and it's and I think fair. that's fair. Yeah. They traded the talent on the team away. On the defense specifically, too. Like, you had a guy who was coming off the season breaking the franchise record yep. in a single season for sacks. You were taking away a guy in Roquan Smith who looks like he could be an all-pro this year. You took away some other pieces within that defense as well. Like, there's you traded away Khalil Mack at the beginning of the season too, a guy who you invested a lot to go get. The thing, so here's where I'm at. I think there's a world where Eberflus can come back. Right now, today, I would prefer he doesn't, but I think there's a world where he can. One of Getzey or Fields cannot. Well, I don't. I would th- think if you that, bring them I both would, back, I think you're doing a bad thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that too. I, I would guess if Eberflus is back. Not only will Getze not be back, but also Field. I don't think either of the offensive guys in that conversation are back. You get Caleb, you go hire some, whoever. Yeah. Let the coach be a part of the picking of the quarterback. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here talking Bears, talking Matt Eberflus with you, Tyler Rocky, Shane Orling, we're with you until 8 on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Starting to fear that Matt Eberflus could be back with the Chicago Bears. Tyler Rocky, Shane Norling in for Black and Abdallah. Let's talk to you. 312-332-3776. Southside Scotty. What's going on, Scotty? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Tyler. How you guys doing? We're good, man. What do you got? Hey, Shane. So uh, I don't know if you remember uh, a couple months ago I I called the morning show and I said that the Bears need a quarterback whisperer. And honestly, who's better than Jim Harbaugh? A coach like this comes around every 10, 15 years. A coach that can come in overnight and change the atmosphere in a locker room. This is a hire that we need to make. We cannot let Jim Harbaugh slip through our fingers. We need to lock this man up. He will change 
the whole culture in Chicago, the locker room, and I believe that he can help Justin Fields if that's the direction that we go in and we keep Justin Fields. Um, Scotty, I'm not going to kill you for the opinion because, like, I I would also hire Jim Harbaugh. I won't do it because he's a quarterback whisperer. I just don't buy that. I don't think it's true. Like, it, it, it was Wilton Spate was supposed to be the next great thing. He was terrible. It was there was Joe Milton time in Michigan. He was terrible. What about his time in the NFL? There was Shane Kaepernick. Well, but that was really Greg Roman. That Greg Roman went in there. Who's available to be hired right now? True, that's fair. But you know what I'm saying? Like Greg Roman was in there. He built the offense for Colin Kaepernick. He went to Baltimore, built the offense for Lamar Jackson, won Lamar Jackson an MVP. That was really Greg Roman. When you look at Harbaugh at Michigan, Wilton Spate stunk. They had the little Joe Milton flash. He stunk. Shea Patterson came in. He was the most highly touted transfer in the history of college football at the time. He stunk. You had, now you get J.J. McCarthy. Kate like Kate McNamara. McNamara, whatever. You get J.J. McCarthy. And, like, J.J.'s good, but he's throwing 18 passes a game. I don't think that there's some mythical QB whisperer thing going on. Harbaugh, he's hard-nosed, old-school, run-first Play defense, field position, time of possession. He does a good job of it. Like, he's a good coach. I'd hire him. I just, the QB whisper thing, I don't necessarily buy. I don't hate the opinion. I'm just saying I don't agree with that. I think that, uh, we, you know, we just need uh, to, to see. Because, honestly, he with the quarterbacks that he does have and, and what he's done with, right. You mentioned a lot of names there that weren't good. And he still won football games with these guys. Eh, not really, but yes. And, and our defense... Uh, you guys are a little younger than me. We've always held our hat on our defense. Since I was six years old in front of the TV with a Kevin Butler jersey on. Our defense has always been the staple of Chicago. So I wouldn't say that just because our defense is playing good now that Matt Eberflus is going to get another year out of this. That should not be the case. Our defense has always been good to honestly great you know except for the last two years obviously we made some good pickups um we we got some good guys in free agency that's why our defense is better not necessarily because of Matty. all right thanks for the call scotty all right guys hey have a good night you as well i think the whole oh we've always had good like the historical stuff i think that's just dumb fluke luck yeah like, i agree in every when you also always had good players yeah, it was kind of the identity and but in every Sport like oh like this school always produces good point guards. This one always yeah. has great defensive backs. I think that's f- just dumb luck. You it's don't think Ohio State's really a wide receiver factory? It's just a fluke. It's well, like you get a couple, but like when you turn over coaches, everything resets. I think certain coaches may bring out the best of yeah. receivers, and you. I think coaches more so speak to that and. Kind of like what he was saying with quarterback whisper, but like there can be like coaches who develop really good receivers. I think I put more credence to that than saying historically, like oh, you went Buckus to Singletary to Erlacher and Briggs to to where we are now with the Bears. Like the defense has always been. No, I, I don't put any stock into that. My thing with Harbaugh too, and it's not a huge worry because again, like the personnel control thing, it doesn't scare me. I think him and Poles could work together. I, it doesn't worry me. I'm and you more... know what? It, if if hiring Harbaugh was contingent on firing Poles, I'd do it. Really? I would do it. Even though I think Ryan Poles has done everything and more to keep the job, I think the head coach is very important. If you're in that camp, you're in that camp. My biggest issue is if it, if that's the cost, I get very scared 
that you're bringing in Harbaugh and it's a package deal and the draft quarterback's J.J. McCarthy. And I'm not telling you I think J.J. McCarthy's not going to be an NFL quarterback. I have no idea. I'm just saying what I've watched in college. Look, he was good on Saturday against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's 16 to 20 for 148 yards. Yeah. 128 yards, maybe. Whatever the number was. That's good in this city. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the best ever. But no, it's just like J.J. McCarthy against Maryland, against Penn State, was a guy they clearly just didn't really trust. And you go, well, all the scouts say he can make all the throws. And it's like, yeah, he can two or three times a game. I'd like him to make those throws five times more than he has if you're going to spend a huge pick on him. I just, if you're bringing in Harbaugh, and you, that's going to be a caveat. I get very nervous that you're going to skip out on Caleb, May, Knicks, Penix. Whoever, yeah. And you're just going to go with McCarthy because that's the guy. Maybe it works. But I, I get worried when you're bringing in an all-pre-married package deal. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a pre-package deal. Like, we see they don't throw a lot at Michigan with J.J. McCarthy. Is that Harbaugh kind of telling you what he thinks of J.J. too? Like, maybe he doesn't want to coach J.J. It could be. It could, maybe he's looking at Caleb and licking his chops, in which yeah. case, okay, come on. Like, I'm good with it. Yeah. Tony, I, I, again, I don't have a problem hiring Harbaugh. I think it's yeah. a good hire. I just, there are little concerns. Yep. Tony's in Hawthorne Woods. What's up, Tony? Hey, evening, boys. How's it going? Fantastic. What you got? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, as far as the Harbaugh thing goes, you know, um, yeah, I think he's that's, he would be an excellent head coach. I think the biggest issue with potentially Harbaugh is, Sounds like he wants a lot of control over the personnel with Poles and White. I don't know. Do you guys think we they would give him that that kind of um, oversight, right? I mean, obviously he's got input as a head coach, but I don't think we'd give him the control he wants over personnel. I mean, that's the issue, though. Like to me, it's not a problem that he wants it. We know how it ended in San Francisco. We know he was at war with the general manager. He wanted his hand really over the personnel decisions, so he left. Like that's. A concern. You're going to bring him in, and he might outwear his welcome quicker than you'd like. But I also think, with the Bears in particular, like we got burned on Wani. You gave Wani all of the personnel, and it ended badly. And if you worry that that's going to be the case with Harbaugh, like I just don't think the Bears are going to give him that. I I, it doesn't I feel realistic. Like, A lot of teams don't do that. Like I, you think about when he went to go to Minnesota to what he thought was probably to. Just bring a pen, pack a pen, and what it sign the like. deal. Maybe that was the holdup there. Maybe that's why they didn't hire Harbaugh was because he wanted all that control. Not yeah. to mention and the price far, tag. Yeah. And as far as your guys' question about whether I'm concerned that they're going to you know, retain Eberflus, that he's coming back for another year, um, yeah, as a head coach, I would absolutely be concerned. Um, you know, in a, in a perfect world, and this is not going to happen, you know, as just a defensive coordinator, I would be open-minded to that. I just don't, you know, I'm my head coach. you got to have, a, you know, that, that fire and the passion that, you know, you guys hit on Dan Campbell earlier, or you bring up Harbaugh, right? And I know you mentioned Cappy and, you know, um, was kind of one of the, the few guys in the minority as far as, you know, um, liking him, right? Um, and a lot of guys in the national media and even in Detroit seemingly kind of mentioned that kind of the clown act, right? That's not, not, that's not what I saw. You know, I saw a former player in this league, offensive-minded coach, an aggressive coach, um, a guy that, you know, obviously, yes, yeah, struggled a little bit at first, but I, I saw some signs of him heading in the, in the right direction. But um, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I, your head coach has got to have the fire and the passion. 
you know, you, there was a bite you guys played earlier in the week, not you, you gentlemen, but um, some of your colleagues. Eberflus talking after the win against Minnesota, and then you had um, Field speaking, right? And just the different in the reaction from the players you heard, right? They, they liked Justin, right? But you would like to hear the same reaction in fire after your head coach speaks. I thought that was telling. Um, yeah, I, I don't, don't know that know you that need that... it. Like, Belichick's never been fiery. And I'm, I don't think Belichick's worth a bleep as a GM. But as a head coach, it's hard to argue. He's never been that fiery. Like, I don't think Mike McDaniel's fiery. I think Mike no. McDaniel's the complete but I, opposite. But Kevin I think O'Connell, even those is he guys, fiery? Those guys, though, I think know how to command a room. And I don't know if Iberfus does. I don't either. Like, I'm not in the room. And I haven't heard mm-hmm. stories of what those rooms are like. If that's the way that they are, maybe he's reserved. There are coaches who, like, you can hear the medicine balls banging off the walls, but then when he's on the podium, there's nothing going on. I don't know. You know what well, I mean? Okay, here. It's just. How about this? You, did you see the clip going around of they're panning around the locker room while Iberflus is speaking and Demarcus Walker's got his head in his yeah, phone? Yeah, like, that's, that's bad. That's tough. That's, that's a tough a spot. Bad look. So I think maybe we do have our answer of again, whether or not he commands a room. I don't think he's very good, but there's a chance that he strings together positive results. You've won, what, two out of three? The defense looks good. There's a chance down the the rest of the schedule, which has winnable games on it, you put together some nice results, and you can go to your bosses and say, defense is playing really well, and we won games down the year. 312-332-3776. More of your calls when we come back. Tyler Aki, Shane Orling, in for Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Justin Pottinger for producing tonight's show. Wow, Justin, enjoy your friends giving tonight. All right, thanks, guys. Nothing too rowdy. I just I just got a play, uh, picture from my buddy. He's got me a save me a plate. Oh, that'll be warm by the time you get there. I know. I'm gonna have to zap it or something. We we got a turkey leg and some mac and cheese. You got oh, you're getting a leg? leg, dude. I don't know. Is, is that bad or good? Is that disrespectful? No, no that's a good that's thing, like, right? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. there's still a leg. They must really like you. Where do you think he, what he's are you doing right now? Why? Wow, oh, yeah. I can you got see a drum. Back there. That's good yeah. for you. That's really good for you. Wow. You must be well-liked in those circles. Not bad. Good for you, Potsy. Popular guy. All right. Thank you guys for producing tonight's show. Thank you all for listening and calling in. Let's get to a few more calls here. McRoberts, Seven Bridges. What's up, McRobert? Hey, guys. What's up, First man? off, I just want to say I think you guys do a pretty good job uh, filling in. Thank you Even very much. I think you two have more of a Carmen and Yurko vibe. <laughs> All right. No, good, to, good to hear. Thank you. Ro, Roquan Smith came up briefly. I just wanted to say he's basically the London Fletcher this era. Uh, you know, other, other than that, the Bears, I mean, like I told the, screen, the guy screening the calls, like, 
I know they won, but it really did not feel like it. So, I mean, I didn't want them to win. I definitely crossed the line of, like, just make sure that maybe we'll get the first and the second pick. I'm totally on the record as, like, if we don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. too, like, I'm totally – I'm going to switch a new team. I'm going to root for the Bengals if if they don't get MJH. Oh, my. Whatever it is. All right. Thanks, Robert. Listen, I want Marvin Harrison in Chicago as bad as the next guy. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm like I don't know if I'd switch teams if they don't get him as long as yeah. it works. Whatever happened? Like if you draft a quarterback and he's gone when you're up at four, I'm not asking you to trade up to get Marvin Harrison. Yeah, like if you draft Caleb Williams and he ends up being a top five quarterback, and you're going to switch because I didn't draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Like I also like I can't believe we're still talking about it in this way. I get why people feel like that was a loss. I get it. The offense was putrid and just. Winning defense, 12-10 game, it's ugly, it's gross, you're never going to feel good after it. But really, what the hell do you want? Like, people really would have rather lost and been 3-9 and nine than get a win where the defense looks like things are really starting to click, players are developing, coming along. Here's where I sat with that. If Cairo Santos clanked the field goal off the post or missed it wide right, I wouldn't have been upset. I get that's okay. That's fair. Like Justin I, led the drive at the end. Like, sure, I would have been whatever. I still think if we go back, and you can't do it, you can't erase what happened. Mm-hmm. But if we go back in that game, and Fields just doesn't fumble, everybody comes out of that kind of happy. It's the fact that he fumbled away two drives, yes, which is unacceptable. Like to be clear, especially when it's a big part of his track record. It's not like this is something a new problem that's flaring up. When you're averaging a turnover plus per game for your career, that is awful. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's saying it needs to. It's fine and it's all good. I get it. Well, but not he just also the- led the two minute game winning drive. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that, but also. How many fumbles? How many times does he fumble and then his team recovers it too? Like, right last year it was an astronomical number. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't have an issue if they want to move on from Justin Fields. I don't. At this point, Mm -hmm. I'd take a quarterback in the first. If you want to say we've seen enough and you want to hold on to him, I'm good with it. Just know that's your job. Like, that's you're marrying your job to that player if you decide to do that. Like, you have to know that. But my issue is more like. A lot of this season's been very odd to me, where we addressed it as this is no excuses anymore, and then at the start of the year, it's a lot of excuses. Justin Fields is playing mm-hmm. terrible. Oh, well, he doesn't have wide receivers. Really, you went and got him DJ Moore. Now, you want to argue the OC's not throwing the ball to him? That's a different conversation. Oh, he doesn't have an offensive line. Well, you drafted one in the first round. You signed Nate Davis, and when mm-hmm. they've been healthy, they're playing pretty well. Yeah. So, again... Where is that excuse coming from? And then on the flip side, all of last year and this year, when the hell Zebraflu's going to get this defense right? Well, now he's getting the defense right, and people still want him launched. Or when is Justin Fields finally going to lead a two-minute drive? Now he does it, and everybody's like, oh, I felt like we lost. F him. I feel worse. I'm like, at some point, we got to meet in the middle on some of this. you got to be happy with the things you asked for when they happen. At a certain point, you can't be given more help. Like at a certain point, you have to agree, carry your own weight. Agree 100%. But my thing's like, nobody is talking about the fact that he led the two-minute drive, which is something we've all been asking for from him. And then he does it, and we're just throwing bags of sand on his head. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, it's, can we just be honest about what happened in that game? You won. You got a two-minute drive out of your quarterback. You won. I don't get why it's this horrible thing. I'm not telling you Justin played great. But if he doesn't fumble, we're talking about a clean game, a win, and you don't even need the two-minute drive. And he did something that he really has not done in his career, and that's lead that game-winning drive. Truly lead a game-winning drive. I, the there's end. just been no focus on it, and I don't get it. It's just like... Either we're giving him excuses or we're bagging him when he actually does the things we're asking of him. I, there's got to be a way to meet in the middle. And I'm not telling you he's great. I'm not telling you I'd keep him. I'm just saying it's very odd the way this has all been approached to yeah. me. I'm, I'm with you. All right. That's going to do it for us here tonight. If you miss anything, check out the Black and Abdallah podcast wherever you get your podcasts. They will be back with you tomorrow night. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.